to Where I Long to Be, a magical trip report podcast. I'm your host, Virginia, and I'm so glad you decided to join me today. It's December, which is a festive month, but it can also be a stressful month with so many things on your to-do list and juggling everything. So please make sure you're taking care of yourself. And one way that you can take care of yourself is by indulging in something you love. And I hope you love this week's episode. If you didn't get the chance to listen to the pre-trip report, today I am welcoming back Miranda and Corey Benfield, who recently returned from a weekend in Walt Disney World from the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Miranda and I actually grew up in the same small town of Hendersonville, North Carolina, so you will hear us bring it up again here briefly, though I'm older than Miranda, so we never cross paths there. This brief trip was in celebration of Corey passing his exams to make a career leap from teacher to firefighter. In fact, his first shift as a firefighter was the day after they got back. Their plans for this trip included a stay at Disney's Boardwalk Villas, enjoying a Jollywood Nights party, soaking in the holiday magic at the parks, and trying new snacks and drinks all around Walt Disney World. As you listen, please keep in mind that Miranda is a travel agent who specializes in Disney and Universal vacations, as well as luxury travel to destinations all around the globe. As you are listening, please also check out the photos of Miranda and Corey's trip on the podcast Instagram page. And while you are there, give them a follow too. They are Bibbity Bobbity Benfields on Instagram and on YouTube. And that information is in the show notes. And now let's get to this trip report. Welcome back, Miranda and Corey. How are you doing today? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. We are great. How are you today? I am doing well. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Corey, unfortunately, had to work. Oh, so no. That was his second shift at the fire department. So I drove up um, to Hendersonville for the day with the family. Mm-hmm. And nice. Had Thanksgiving with the family. Corey had Thanksgiving with the guys at the fire department. Well, Corey, I have a very important Thanksgiving question for you then. Did you have to respond to any fires that were a result of deep frying turkeys? No, that is actually, <laughs> we actually didn't respond to any of those. There were some fire departments that did, but we specifically did not respond to those. Okay. Um, I was kind of bummed. I was like ready for those stories too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, we were driving through the city to go to New Jersey to have Thanksgiving with my in-laws. And in previous years, we have seen people on the sidewalks with deep fryers and we were like, no deep fryers this year. Okay. All right. People have learned their lessons. <laughs> so if you're out there, don't uh, put a frozen turkey in the deep fryer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, let's hear all about your trip. So I know that when we first spoke, I'm trying to remember what day that was. That was... November 12th, mm-hmm. there had not been very many of these parties yet. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that what I'm going to hear is that some of the issues and complaints that people had about the first ones have been remedied since then and that you had a good experience. So let's, before we get into the party, let's talk about your flight. How did everything go with the flight? Yeah. So we, Going there and coming back, different stories. So going there was great. Um, We flew Frontier, which we do not do often. We are Mm -hmm. a 
an American hub here in Charlotte. So we flew Frontier. It was completely fine. Everything was on time. We got to MCO. And we had debated whether we wanted to do Mirrors Connect or an Uber. Mm -hmm. Have you done Mirrors Connect before? We have. Okay. We have done Mirrors Connect um, when we were traveling with a little one, a three-year-old. So we didn't have to worry about car seat and all of that stuff. And it was just easy. Mm-hmm. But for us too, we were like, oh, we'll just do Uber or Lyft to be able to get to the resort quicker. Mm-hmm. The requesting of the Uber was easy, but due to traffic at MCO itself, we waited for 45 minutes for our Uber. We could see her. She was super close. Wow. Five minutes. I have never ever waited more than 15 minutes and I considered that to be long neither had I and it was it was crazy just the amount of traffic coming through the airport though itself Charlotte and MCO I didn't feel like was any crazier than normal yeah and this was Saturday the 18th it was just Mm -hmm. a a week ago I guess like it wasn't necessarily maybe people were traveling early for the holidays? I guess so. And so I think a lot of it, we saw a lot of families picking up other family members. Okay. In our pickup area, there was not as many Ubers and Lyfts as I had expected, honestly. It was a lot mm-hmm. of families. So I don't know if that's why traffic was a little slower. Um, but the attendants there at the airport did a great job of trying to keep traffic moving, but it was backed up. Our Uber driver showed showed us it was probably a couple miles that it was yeah. backed up. It was a, it was a couple miles definitely. So wow. just beware. I mean, even if we would have pre-booked our pickup, we would have been in the same right. Situation. They were just stuck in traffic. Do you think the same was true for the Mears buses that were coming in, or did they have a separate lane? So Mears buses are the floor below. Okay. So I oh, so all of the traffic was on that sort of bridge coming into that second level. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have a feeling they coming back. They probably would have gotten stuck in a little bit of traffic. Mm-hmm. But since they're on the floor, like the level below where they pick up, they cut off much earlier than where we were trying to yeah. pick up an Uber. Um. I, I like mirrors. It's fine, but we are in a rush to get to the park and all of that. So sometimes right. I'm not super patient waiting on the bus and then making, you know, five stops at all the different resorts. Yeah. It's really hit and miss of, of how many stops you're going to make before you get to yours. So yeah, if it's a chill day, it does not bother me, but, um, but yeah, we did use Lyft in this situation. So it took a while, but it was okay. Then we got out of the traffic and traffic was not bad getting to Walt Disney World. So So what time did you get to the, you were staying at the boardwalk. What time were you dropped off at the boardwalk? We were dropped off at 3.30 p.m. And our flight had landed at 2 Mm p.m. So that gives you an idea of like, we just had carry-ons. We ran off the plane. I had requested the Uber Mm -hmm. as we were on I call them the little monorails, but the monorail from the terminal back right. to <laughs> Yeah. We always say like, oh, this is the first ride of the trip. Uh-huh. And so we had, I mean, that was right at two o'clock, if not a little earlier. 
and there's a side note, a side note to the the uh, the little monorail at the airport at MCO. If mm-hmm. you go to it, little pro tip: if you walk up to it, always go to the furthest end mm-hmm. to where the uh, it's kind of the front of the tram or front mm-hmm. of the uh, monorail. Uh-huh. Because when you get out of that side, mm-hmm. you're actually going straight. Um, you're actually going straight to where you need to go. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you get back, you have to walk all that way down the tram. You're at the. You're actually at the end. If that makes yeah. sense. No, it totally makes sense to me. You sound like a New Yorker right now because when we go wait for the subway, it's like, well, we need to get out at the front end of the train anyway. So let's walk to the front end of the train while we're waiting for the train, and then we save time. <laughs> Most people like the human instinct is go to the closest yeah. door uh-huh. After that you go to the furthest door because uh-huh. you're going to be anyways when you get off exactly exactly you know there's all in new york city that i don't use it anymore because generally i know which end of the train i need to be at so i'm at that end of the train but like when you first move to new york there is an app that is helpful for people that tells you you put in the address of where you're going and it not only tells you the directions of how to get there on the subway, but which car you want to be in. Like, do you want to be at the back, the middle, the front? And yeah, so helpful. Yeah, Yeah, I don't feel like it's uh, truly a a trip has started yet until I hear Mayor Buddy Dyer's voice (laughs) on that little monorail or whatever they want to call it. That and get a video of your feet walking off the plane on that carpet. On the carpet, yes. Yeah, I saw somebody, I, I don't know if they had made it or if they had ordered it, but so, like some shirt where it had like the carpet design yes, on it. Lost Bros. The- oh, is it Lost Bros? Okay, I will definitely have to grab that link and put it in the show notes for people because I was just like, oh, that's so smart. How come somebody didn't think about that before now? Like, yeah. it's really cool because people are obsessed with the carpet. Oh, Yes. And this is just a side note, but have you been over to the new terminal, Terminal C yet? Oh, yeah. A couple times. I love it. Love it. It is gorgeous and huge and there's other food and stuff over there. I happened to pick up mm-hmm. a Turo car there for a trip back in August. Yeah. And our flights never fly into it, which I'm always kind of sad because it's so it's so nice. <laughs> I know it seems to be mostly JetBlue. I, I'm not sure what other airlines, but when I fly JetBlue, it's always into Terminal C. Yeah, and international flights. It's like their international yeah. hub. Yeah. So it's it's the greatest, in my opinion, because when you go to terminals A and B, once you take the little monorail thingy, I w- we need to figure out what this is actually called so that we can stop referring to a monorail thingy. But um, when you take that out there, like you're very limited to what you have access to once you're at your terminal. But with mm-hmm. terminal C, like the world is your oyster. You have the the Universal store, you have the the Disney store, you've got Wine Bar George for goodness sake. I mean, I didn't know that was in it. Oh, it's called the Terminal yeah. Link. Terminal Link. Thank you. Okay, we're gonna refer to it as Terminal Link from here. That's the official, the official declaration of where I long to be podcast. We will now refer to it as Terminal Link. Yeah, it's, um, it's called the People Movers, and then it's called Terminal Link. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Yes, Corey, there is a wine bar, George, there. It's sort of, you know where the Universal store is? Yeah. You can see it if you're standing in the doorway of the Universal store. It's it's like in the center. We love wine bar, George. We do. Yeah. We don't yeah. drink it enough. 
but yeah, it's it's kind of nice to make it feel like oh, one last little thing to do before we head home. <laughs> All right, so back to the trip. You made it back to the boardwalk. You dropped off your stuff. Was your room ready at this point? It was. So oh, nice. uh, yeah. So right at three thirty, um, and we were on the first floor. Mm-hmm. And we were on the back side of the pool. So our door was the second door away from the exit out to the pool as well as the gym, which he loved because he was like, Got oh, we're super close. Um, Wait, I mean, Corey, does that mean you intended to work out on this this one 24-hour trip? You did? I did. I, did. <laughs> I, woke, up at, I woke up at um five or six o'clock and went to work out. And there was actually a lot of people in there at the time that I got in there. It's wow. a very large gym too. Mm. I mean, I've walked past it and looked in the windows, but I can't say besides, you know, all the walking you do, I don't tend to work out when I'm at Disney. <laughs> I, always, I always try to get at least one or two. Uh-huh. Where we stay, I mm. always find out where the gym is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, it does look nice from the outside. Okay. So I know exactly where you were. Um, so that kind of makes it easy to walk over to the path to walk to Hollywood studios. Yes. Okay. So it was very, it would have been very quick, but we went the wrong way to start with because we got distracted because we ordered, the first thing we did was order food. So we went and dropped our stuff and we ordered food from Boardwalk Deli because we were so hungry. Uh huh. And I will be honest with you. I love Boardwalk and the location, and there is a ton of food options. But I missed having the variety of somewhere like a Caribbean beach or a Pop Century or even mm-hmm. Riviera's Prima Piatto because all of their sandwiches are pre made. So since I'm gluten free, it made it a little bit more of a challenge to order from Boardwalk. Yeah. On like we walked up and ended up ordering and they were very kind, but there's not near as many options. I wonder if there would be some walk up type options over at Swan and Dolphin. That we would did work. Not, yeah. And we didn't venture over there quite like not on this trip. We have before, right. but because they have a lot of food over there. They do. Um, and then Beach and Yacht Club also have yacht club has more food than beach club yeah but um yacht club has a really good chicken sandwich i like so we could have ordered it too yeah they have a really good um just walk up place to get it like a little market mm-hmm. yacht beach club so we really like um we we could do that like go from the boardwalk over there mm-hmm. um, we kind of wanted to experience what boardwalk had to offer yeah so we eventually we had lunch there, and then the next day we had breakfast there. So we kind of mm-hmm. had two meals to w- decide. Okay, is this good? Is this not good? Something I think you know it's perfectly serviceable, but you're right. You don't have as many options. It also gets quite crowded in there because it's very small. So yes. like a line will form very quickly that makes it seem like you know because it'll go all the way to the door because there's hardly any space in there, and then. I don't particularly love that there's no place to sit inside. That's the other thing I was going to say. So 
don't get me wrong. I loved it and we found things that we really enjoyed to eat. I'm not hating on it completely, but I right. think for, I also always think about like, what are places I would recommend for clients or for friends who have mm-hmm. kids? I don't think it's great for families with small kids in the sense of, like you said, there's nowhere to sit inside. But also if it is raining, the only way to get there is to walk outside. Right. Yep. Yep. Where and it's, it's not like there's a bunch of covered walkways that can get you most of the way there. Like you're yeah. you're going outside for a significant portion of time to get over there. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So I think summer would be really hard, but our weather was gorgeous. It was mid 80s to low 80s. No rain. No rain. Lowest 60s at night. So we, mm-hmm. I mean, we had perfect weather and we were able to enjoy the tables out there on the boardwalk and yeah. Yeah. If you, if it's good weather and you want to sit outside, like uh, the beautiful to sit out there right on the water. So yes. All right. And you found something gluten-free. Yes. I got a sandwich. Besides a salad. Okay. (laughs) I love it. I love a good sandwich. So after that, we did walk over to Hollywood studios and we got to Hollywood studios right at I'm trying to look 420. So okay, we ate a bite and then I actually had friends over at Hollywood Studios who we were meeting up with. So walked into Hollywood Studios. It was relatively busy, but a lot of people were headed out since the party was going to be starting that night. Uh-huh. Okay. And then our first stop was... Baseline Tap House. <laughs> Okay. All right. I love a good baseline tap house stop. What did you have there? We had a charcuterie board, of course. And then we also got their blood orange cider by Ace. It's one of Mm -hmm. our favorites. Yes. I I know I mentioned it during your pre-trip. My sister has celiac as well. So she's Uh like, I was wondering, I was like, I bet she got a cider or a wine because as somebody who's gluten-free, you can't have most beers. So how was the cider? Would you recommend? Oh, absolutely. I love the cider. It's probably our favorite go-to there because um, we would always get the charcuterie board and the cider mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. like to accommodate for Miranda. So we'll like get both of those. Um, I forgot to ask them <laughs> for a gluten-free um, bread. Um, it's okay. He's forgiven. But I told you. <laughs> You're obviously still talking, so it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there. You can. There's a gluten free option that mm-hmm. you can have for the the toast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, it's pizza. Board. Yeah, sometimes it's pizza crust they cut up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they like butter it. Sometimes it's bread, but either one's good. So, were you able to go back and say, "I'm so sorry, we forgot this," and have them give you something on the side? I did go back to ask. Mm-hmm. For a gluten-free option, he said it was going to take a, a a while to come up with it because mm-hmm. there's only two of them, and then to prepare the gluten-free is a little bit longer than preparing the regular bread. So I told him, I said, "Don't worry about it. I'll tell my wife it should be fine." <laughs> yeah. um, that goat cheese they have that's crusted in pistachios, though, is probably my favorite thing on this earth. <laughs> okay, Miranda, we have to talk because I'm, I'm sorry for all the listeners who are sick of Hendersonville talk, but I will tell you that my whole family hates goat cheese. And part of the reason 
is because I spent so many times out at Carl Sandburg's farm where they have goats. Yep. And the way that goat cheese tastes is the way that goats smell. <laughs> so. I mean, it's true. That is true. So I'm I'm a little surprised to hear you loving on the goat cheese. I do. I love goat cheese. My favorite joke to make for people is when they talk about goat cheese and I say how much I don't like it. And they're like, what? You don't like goat cheese? I always say, well, if you've ever spent a lot of time with goats, which I have, um, you wouldn't like it either. <laughs> I love those things. Those are like, honestly, some of the best childhood memories. And I always send people there when they say like, oh, we're stopping by Hendersonville. I'm like, go see the goats. They're so cute. Yeah, I do like going there to to hike and stuff. The oh, yeah. beautiful views from the top of of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So yeah, yeah, definitely go to Carl Sandburg's farm if you if you are in the Hendersonville area. But that was just a side note. I okay, so you love the goat cheese. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Whatever works for you. <laughs> I did not like the blue cheese. I never asked them to substitute it. I eat it, uh-huh. but that is not my thing. I will, uh, I will I love say away from blue it. cheese. Yeah, he doesn't like I, it either. I do not like anything with fungus on it. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, okay. I love blue cheese, and I'm I'm surprised that that you didn't ask them to swap it for something. I knew she would eat it, so yeah, I I eat it. You eat so, it even though you hate it. <laughs> it's like I keep telling myself, like blue cheese is supposed to be delicious, and people love it. So maybe one day I'll convince myself that I like it. <laughs> I mean, you could probably stop that and just ask for something you like. <laughs> But yes, we hung out. I mean, we hung out there for a while. I just love the ambiance there. It's chill. Mm -hmm. There's people watching. The umbrellas. Um, It's nice for the sun. Yes. And I feel like the people who come there are people who frequent it. Like, right. Based on Cap House itself. So I feel like we always end up like talking to people or having conversations with people who they're like, yeah, we come like every couple months, but we always stop here. So. I like meeting yeah. people there. Yeah. So after that, we knocked off something on Corey's to-do list. So- it was Tune-In Lounge right mm-hmm. beside 50's Prime Time. Yes. We knocked it off um, to go. We wanted to go in, experience the lounge itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a drink to, to stay there, not to go. So we sat down. Um, you can tell them about the, tell her about the drinks. Oh, yeah. So we split a tune-in PBJ cocktail. And this what? has been on Corey's list for ages. We just finally made it happen. So it is screwball peanut butter whiskey, blackberry brandy, and Bailey's Irish cream liqueur topped with a maraschino cherry. So it's supposed to be like, taste like peanut butter and jelly. And tastes like a PBJ, PB&J in liquid form. Without okay, I need to try this because I love the peanut butter and jelly milkshake there. And uh-huh. one time, I think within the past year or two, I stopped at Tune In Lounge specifically because I was like, I think maybe I can ask for a PB and J shake to go, and they won't do it. Oh, but maybe I should just get a PB and J cocktail instead. It was really <laughs> good, and it was. It wasn't overly sweet. I was afraid it was going to be really sweet with the peanut butter. It's really strong. It was, yeah, it was very strong. I'm glad mm-hmm. we split it, but it was, I really liked it. Okay. Um, That's one thing I would, I would do again because I love all the lounges 
and exploring mm-hmm. all the lounges because you everybody goes to the restaurants and a lot of these restaurants have a lounge hooked up to it. Mm-hmm. And some of the lounges, you could actually get some of the food from the restaurant without even having to go sit down and wait. Mm-hmm. So that's the cool thing I like about the lounges is it's very chill. They're out of the way. Not many people go over there. They didn't have food at this one, though, did they? No, they didn't have food. Yeah. They had mostly this is a pretty small one. Pretty yeah. small. It's so, literally kind of the waiting area of the restaurant. Yeah. One of my, this is an aside, but one of my favorite lounges that we accidentally discovered on my September trip to Disney, we found the lounge at Citricos. So you hmm. have the entire, you have access to the entire menu and of course the full bar and all of that. It was the best salad I've ever had. And I asked them to add grilled chicken to it and stuff. We had mm-hmm. a like a girl's dinner there. It was phenomenal. But that was one of those places where. Girl's I dinner thought, with Corey, right? Well, no, Corey oh, no. wasn't on Because I remember he chaperoned your, your girl's trip. He did chaperone that trip. He did chaperone one of the girl's trips. This was an agency trip. And we oh, were okay. the rain. So we were like, where do we go? And we just mm-hmm. happened to walk up. And Citricos has been one of those places where I'm like, well, that sounds fun for like a fancy date night or something, but we stumbled upon it and I was mm-hmm. told and I was like, Oh, we gotta go back. It was some of the best food I've ever had. So nice. While we were at I was gonna say while we were at um Tune In Lounge though, we were just hanging out for a little bit and I did not know this. Other people may know this, but promptly at five forty five, which this time may change depending on when it gets dark in Florida. But right at 5.45, they started a tree lighting ceremony. It's the big old Christmas tree in the middle of Echo Lake with Gertie uh-huh. and all that. I did not know they did that. I mean, I saw the tree did not have lights on during the day, but I just mm-hmm. figured like, oh, they'll turn them on eventually. No, they do like this cute little countdown. And then Mickey and Minnie like light the tree. They're not actually out, but you hear their voices. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that's it- really cool. I had no idea about that either. Okay. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, they were all inside drinking. I didn't know where you went. <laughs> I went to support. I was like, they lit the tree. It was so. Um, and so we honestly just kind of moseyed around. We ended up grabbing dinner over from Rosie's All American because mm-hmm. the wait times were pretty long right before the park closed and all of that because. They still had Phantasmic at night mm-hmm. before the party started. So what time was Phantasmic before the party? So this is where it got interesting. So Phantasmic was supposed to be at 8.15 and the park was closing at 8. So park closed at 8, mm-hmm. Phantasmic at 8.15. And then the party for Jollywood Nights was supposed to start at 8.30. Uh-huh. Well, Phantasmic got delayed by 10 minutes, so it didn't even start until 8.25. And because we had seen the crisis of getting the lanyards and the armbands and all of that from the first night, Mm -hmm. we had not gone to wait in line for our bands yet. We were like, oh, we'll do it like last minute. Yeah. And so they did, we'll touch on that, but they fixed all of those lines and things like that but we ended up 
eating, going to Fantasmic, it started at 825, and then the party had technically started at 830. Mm-hmm. After Fantasmic, we had to go get our bands. So okay. I think what happened, though, is the night before, Fantasmic got rained out. So all of the friends who had the dining package they let them use their dining package ticket for our night. So we okay. walked in like, we walked in right at eight o'clock, I think for an eight fifteen showing ended up being eight twenty five. but we sat very close. Mm-hmm. So we had a great view and all that, but there was a lot of people there for the dining package. So how did they handle at the end of Fantasmic getting all of the people out who did not have party tickets? So... They took us, do you know that backstage area? They take yeah. you out of Fantasmic. Mm-hmm. So everybody was funneled out that way, except there was one spot where we could cut across. And they said, if you are staying for the party, come this way. And so I approached one of the cast members and said, hey, we have party tickets. We have not gotten our lanyards and bands yet. And they were like, oh, that's completely fine. Head over to Animation Courtyard. That'll be the mm-hmm. closest one for you. So we popped out. Um, right between the bathrooms there on Sunset Boulevard. Got it. Like okay. It's behind there. So mm-hmm. from there, we were able to just hightail it past Hollywood Brown Derby and then go back in there to get our bands and lanyards. Mm-hmm. Took us 25 seconds. Also, Corey had already lost his magic band accidentally for the day. So oh, no. I was like, wait, but I have it on my phone. They were able to scan my phone and all that. No problem. So did you find your magic band, Corey? Or was is it gone? Gone. I'm still waiting on them to <laughs> find it and send it back. I put in a loss and found. But uh, did you deactivate it on your My Disney Experience or mark it as lost? Oh, no. You didn't. I didn't mark it as Oh, he marked it as lost. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Miranda marked it as lost. <laughs> she told me to. Yeah, but uh, it, that's too bad. That part was very smooth, though, and very quick. They give yeah. you a map, they give you the band on your wrist, and then they give you the lanyard, which has a QR code to scan on the back so that uh-huh. you can see the specific holiday offerings the map has a lot of it but the app had all the show times and stuff in it okay all right that's that's mm-hmm. convenient all right yeah. so that the part map, is very smooth the map was nice the map was definitely convenient yeah all right so you had your tickets did your did your friends that you were had met up with also have tickets to the party mm-hmm. okay. no they just were there for the for the day at hollywood studios and then they uh, left as we went to get our tickets. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. So the first thing we ended up doing with the party was going to the show um, where the theater, the stars where Beauty and the Beast is. So it's mm-hmm. the show, the holidays in Hollywood where Kermit and Miss Piggy host it with, the two hosts, they're so fun. And then you get to see Princess Tiana and Belle and then Mickey and Minnie and all of that. Mm-hmm. That was the cutest show. It was adorable, but it does take a long time. It's like a 30-minute show. So uh-huh. you're you're 
party is from 8 30 p.m to 12 30 a.m mm-hmm. you have four hours we i'd say we got lucky since there's only two of us we snuck in as soon as we got our bands we just ran over directly to it and that show started at 8 45 and we walked in or wait no did we miss the first one no we went to the first one Okay, yeah, we cut it close. We ran in. Uh-huh. We did go to the eight forty-five one. So we ran into it, and most people were getting to that show at like a good thirty to forty-five minutes before. Mm-hmm. I looked at our timestamp. We walked in at eight thirty, and since there was just two of us, we were able to get pretty close over on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were waiting like. 30 to 45 minutes up to an hour to start with that show. So if you put that into account, plus the 30 minute show, plus it takes a good 10 to 15 minutes to get out of there because of the crowd that eats up a significant amount of your party time. Mm -hmm. But I think it was 100% worth it. It was so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was like an old time um, Christmas commercial. Mm -hmm. Oh, not Christmas commercial. Like a Christmas special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That had commercial time in between like the acts mm-hmm. oh so they were like taking fake commercial breaks yes yeah it was it was like if they were filming it for like a live studio audience and we were the audience oh that's cute okay it was it was really cute the dancing was phenomenal mm-hmm. the singing was phenomenal they even had a new original song at the end, which was really cute. So I thought it was a fun, special touch for Mm -hmm. the party. Yeah, I keep hearing that it's one of the best things at this particular party. Yes, I loved it. And then it snowed at the end, which was so fun. You gotta Um, love some snope. Yes, I love it so much. Um, I think, too, just to be, like, sentimental for a moment, which who will laugh because I'm normally not sentimental. But we went to Disney on our honeymoon, and we went to, like, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and we spent a week at Disney for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And I still remember just standing on Main Street and all the snope and walking mm-hmm. down Sunset Boulevard and all the snope. And I just remember, like, crying, and he's like, something is wrong with you. I'm like, I, he is snowing! I totally get it because we – um, I have a whole episode on like my Disney backstory where I go into this in detail, but we stopped at Disneyland for one day on our way to Hawaii um, for our honeymoon. And we had like a, a really magical experience, which I would encourage anybody to go listen to the Virginia's backstory episode because we basically got essentially like a VIP tour for free that they, because it was during the year of a million dreams. And at the end of our time with this person, she was like, oh, if you, uh, for a surprise, go back by, it's a small world at a particular time. And we didn't know what we were going back there for, but we got married uh, right around Thanksgiving. In fact, yesterday was my anniversary. Oh, um, anniversary. Thank you. Um, so we, uh, we went back where she told us to go and it, 8.30, suddenly like all these lights came on and Christmas music started playing and it started snoping. And yep. for anybody who is not familiar, snope is is Disney's fake version of snow that's made of soap. But <laughs> it's so cool to experience it. And it was just like, it was so magical. And, um, you know, so I get it. Like there's, I don't know why we get 
this sentimental about soap flying around in the air, but there, there's just something really magical about it. And I think partly it's because like you're in an environment where it, barring something really weird, it's not going to snow in Florida and to have it happen there is, is really cool. And it's just, it, yeah, it adds to the ambiance. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, so after that, we made our way over to the Tip Top Club over there in the courtyard area of um, Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. So where it exits, that little courtyard it dumps out in. And we watched the singers there. They were so fun. They were really good. It was funny because they're... They have all this white makeup on, so they look like ghosts, I guess. And they talk oh, about, like, okay. they're from the 1930s. They have a smoke machine that's always, like, at the bottom. Yeah. It makes oh, them look okay. they're ghosts. That's was, cool. Yeah, it was really neat. And then this is one of the areas, when we watched the first night of the live stream for the party, mm-hmm. this is one of the areas where they had major issues with the lines for drinks. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. How and was so, it? It was okay. It was fine. So do you know that area? I don't know what to call that. It's almost like the Arbor area back behind mm-hmm. that Joffrey's coffee where yeah. you walk up under there. So they had the line snaking through up under there. And then they had those two back gates open. So the bars were actually back there, but you got in one line uh-huh. and then they had two different places to order drinks Okay. We maybe waited in line like seven minutes. Okay. That's not bad at all. All right. No. It was very short. And then actually ended up seeing another friend who is um, Caitlin at the castle on Instagram. Her and her husband, Corey, we saw them. We've met up with them a couple times at the park. So they ended up coming to get some drinks with us. Um, We got the, I got a blood orange drink. And you got, what did you get? Do you remember? I, I know I had, it was, I can't remember the name. I Wait, I got it idea. here. Um, so I had the fifth dimension. So it was like, almost like a blood orange mimosa tasting drink. Mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff I did not know what it was in it. And he had the twilight, I don't even twilight know. Twilight daiquiri. Oh yeah, the twilight daiquiri. So okay. it was sweet. They were both good. Um, they were not cheap. They were like nine fifty each and quite small. Um, mm. I actually would not get mine again because it tastes like cough syrup. Yeah, his was Ew. really sweet. Yeah, I, I honestly would not get that one again. I would get hers because hers mm-hmm. was yeah. better. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, um, the ingredients in it sounded weird, but it really was like a blood orange mimosa, and then they had like a dried piece of blood orange on top okay but yeah sounds good um, yeah so we hung out there we heard the singers for a little bit my one piece of advice about them they take breaks very frequently but then Mm -hmm. they come back pretty quickly so if you go over there and miss them it's okay there's also a photo pass opportunity right there with the um with like the sign for Jollywood nights up there for the tip top soiree there. So pretty popular, the twilight soiree, a popular uh, photo, photo spot. Yeah. Did you, did you grab a photo there? The line was too long. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and we were going to get over to, we were going to the round derby. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, you ended up doing the Brown Derby. We did. Okay. How was that? Because I know you were on the fence about spending that time there. It's it's a a, a long a lot of time that you need to mm-hmm. that you have to a lot for to spend at at a, a place sitting down for a four hour party. So, kind of take into consideration how much time do you want to spend there. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to spend like thirty minutes to forty five minutes, then go. But mm-hmm. if you're not and you're pushed for time and you're like you want to get other things done, I'd say forego it. Like if you had a family of kids, mm-hmm. I definitely say forego it. I say if if you like going um, just adults mm-hmm. and just a nice sit down to rest, mm-hmm. listen to peaceful piano mu- music, I would definitely go. That was another thing they improved from the first night, though, because one of the critiques had been, okay, you have one piano player and then he leaves for a few minutes and it's like, oh, it's just normal Hollywood Brown Derby again. But ours actually switched out and they did a mix of Christmas music and Disney classics on the piano. And so there were two piano players switching back and forth. I thought it was phenomenal. The the piano players were actually totally different. Mm-hmm. Like one would play just classical, like easy listening, like very mellow. The other guy was a little bit more energetic with his playing, mm-hmm. which was like great to have like two different, um, two different players mm-hmm. because they just switched it up a little bit. And they were taking turns back and forth. Uh, one would play for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. The other one would play for 20. So they'd probably go on 20 minute increments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, maybe longer, but we had a good time just hanging out there. Uh, like I said, it does take a while um, mm-hmm. out of your party, but we knew what we wanted to do and we've accomplished a couple things before this. So we were okay with going to try it out because we walked up to scan the QR code, put ourselves on a wait list and it was pretty fast. It was like five minutes. We walked back to the front to do the photo op with the Jollywood Knights neon sign with the cute little gingerbread man. Mm -hmm. We did that picture and while we were in line for the picture, which was only like five people deep, we got called back. Um, mm-hmm. That is one thing I'll say. So right at 8 p.m., you can join the walk-up list by going up to the hostess there at Hollywood Brown Derby. Mm-hmm. It filled up within like two minutes. And then they say, just keep checking the app. So they didn't give you an estimate or they were able to estimate for you? Well, so at 8 p.m., they were like, or when we walked up at 8.30, they were like, oh, it filled up in like two minutes, but it'll probably open up again in like an hour after we get the first batch of people mm-hmm. sat. So just keep checking and it should open up. So we walked back by again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 11. It was like 11 when we checked again, because at this point we had seen the show. We had decided we did not personally need to do um the oogie boogie show Mm -hmm. um and so we walked around to see the characters we did not get our pictures with characters because the lines were long they were long but one thing i will say they added probably 10 characters from the first night so the first night it was 
that it was Frozone uh, Max Powerline Max. Uh huh. Edna Mode. Edna Mode. Mickey and Minnie. The Rescue mm-hmm. Rangers. The Rescue Rangers. And I think I I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then our night, we saw Duffy, who you never get to see. In his Christmas outfit. Yeah, in his Christmas. He was so cute. Wow, okay. And then back in Animation Courtyard, they had Minnie, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, and then this really cool... It was like a boomerang picture set up. So you would go in there and there's different backdrops and they would do multiple different pictures and it put together like a little video. It mm-hmm. was really cute, but we just didn't need to do it. And they had mm-hmm. Stitch in his Santa Claus outfit. Yep. And they had, they had Pinocchio. I don't like Stitch. <laughs> they, you don't? You're not fond of Stitch? Okay. Yay. He's not, he's not my thing. Um, yeah. Some people had, love him. Yeah. Then they had Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket. I had Jiminy Cricket that you never see. Yeah. No, you don't. And he was out there right beside Mickey and Minnie's. And uh-huh. we're like, you never see Jiminy Cricket. And he had a long line because you never see him. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. And then they had Snow White and... And Dopey. Oh, Dopey. But the cool thing is, is they had all the characters scattered around. You know that stage section right in front of Mickey? in front of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh-huh. The yep. characters were kind of scattered around there as okay. well as back there by Baseline Tap House. And then Powerline Max and them, they were in front of the lake. The lake, their Echo Lake on the side of the Primetime 50s Cafe. So you didn't wait in line for these, but do you have a sense of like how long people were waiting? between 10 and 15 minutes for most of them, but like Duffy and Jiminy Cricket was a good 20 to 25 because they were rare. So I think they did a really good job of adding the other characters to disperse Mm -hmm. some of the crowds. Um, And so, like I said, we spent our time trying to get in like the food and eating more than pictures with characters. But I think if families were there with some younger kids, that would be Mm -hmm. a, it was a great opportunity to meet a bunch of rare characters. Mm-hmm. I know that all- they, they marketed this sort of more towards adults. It's not that mm-hmm. kids were not allowed, but it seemed like a more mm-hmm. adult type event. Yeah, yeah. It actually seemed that way when you were there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we got from the vibe. There's a little bit more like adult drinks. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more um, adult kind of like, uh, lounges or party mm-hmm. or party within a party. Even the foods to me were a bit more elevated mm-hmm. in the sense of, okay, there was the Gertie cookie, but, and there was some macaroons, mm-hmm. but there was not a bunch of, cause you know, even Vessel the Holidays at Epcot has a bunch of like cookies and fun, non-alcoholic drinks and stuff like that. They did not really have that. I kind here. of feel like they tried, they tried a little too hard with their, food yeah because some of the food i'll be honest we looked down we're like yeah that doesn't even sound good right now (laughs) Um, well i know Corey was really looking forward to that gertie cookie did you end up getting it oh i ended up getting it that was one thing that i wanted 
probably on the top of my list. And we got a picture with it, yeah. with Gertie. Okay, um, good. I actually thought the cookie was phenomenal. I thought it was it it was uh, a regular like sugar cookie, mm-hmm. but it was really good and really filling. So like, I thought that was the best like food that I had there. So um, apart from Brown Derby's. Yeah. So going back to Brown Derby for a second, we did end up eating there partially because like I said, we were not going to spend time standing in line to see the characters. So we had Mm -hmm. a little bit of time. So we were like, Oh, we'll just pop into Brown Derby. Um, their food was small plates and I found it quite expensive for what it was, though it was really good. So mm-hmm. we got the shrimp cocktail and they were $15 for three shrimp. Three, three little That's shrimp. $5 a shrimp. Okay. Don't get me wrong. They were large shrimp, but it was not it's cheap. It's not worth five bucks a and shrimp. And then we got <laughs> the crispy duck drumettes. Mm-hmm. With a spicy orange glaze. That was definitely not which, spicy. Which I thought they were phenomenal. Those were well, Was it Disney spicy? And I'm using my quotation fingers. It was, well, no, I think it was like, so I'm a baby when it comes to spicy. Like I don't uh-huh. do spicy at all. And it was like a sweet orange glaze, almost mm-hmm. like on a sweet and sour chicken that you get from like a Chinese restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we got three drumettes and it was $14. So we spent like right at $40 after tip just on those two little bitty dishes. Wow. And they were good, but it was not cheap. Um, And they just. Well, especially to be within an expensive party already. Yes. And so I think that's one of the. We can talk about that at the end because I do have a comment on how expensive it was in the expensive party. Yeah, we have Mm -hmm. we have strong feelings about that. Um, but overall Brown Derby was a great time for a place to just sit and chill. The piano Mm -hmm. music was nice. Um, and they sang and stuff. We also did another photo pass opportunity. They're on like right as you walk into the park, um, with the Chinese theater in the back, they had this really cute one with Mm -hmm. presents. And so you open the Mm -hmm. present and there was like a glowing cube on it. And so oh, okay. we got it surprised. It was actually cute. Um, so we did those. And then for fun, because I I just always, if I've been given an opportunity, I will do things. And if we decide not to do it, it's okay. But the only way to ride Rise of Resistance during the party mm-hmm. is to get a virtual queue. We have rode Rise of Resistance many, many times. But I got a virtual queue in case he decided he wanted to ride it. Mm-hmm. And at this point... At this point, he had said, like, okay, I think I've done all the things I want to do. So our Rise of Resistance time did get called. Mm -hmm. It was a walk-on. So we got to ride in our car literally all by ourselves. Not just a a walk-on. It was literally we were the only ones there besides another guy with us in the Uh pre-show. And then... Once Ray and BBA came out, we went in the ship to take off. We're the only three in there. Yep. Uh (laughs) And then when we got into the Star Destroyer, we could take the as much time as we wanted. Oh yeah. To take pictures there, Mm -hmm. Um, and then we walk in, 
And the only, there's nobody else in there. So we walk in the line and the cast members are there just standing talking to one another because nobody's riding a ride and they're just, they're just standing there. One was just sitting on top of a trash can chilling. <laughs> it was like, okay. I was like, all right. And we were the only ones taken prisoner. Yeah. We go back in the the prison cell or hold and we're the only ones in there. Mm-hmm. And we had our car to ourselves. Yeah. It so, was fantastic. I mean, for most people, I would not recommend going, you know, it's a 20 minute experience. I would not recommend going to ride it during the party, but mm-hmm. we had pretty much finished what we wanted to do. So we were like, oh, well, why not? And then Mickey and Minnie's was a walk on. So we walked to Mickey and Minnie's to go get on it. It broke down right as we got there. So oh, they no. gave us, but they did give us a lightning lane, which was, couldn't be used there at the party, but could be used the entire next 24 hours. So we used it the next day at Epcot. Oh, okay. Um, So after that, we walked out of Mickey and Minnie's and we just got a spot for Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. They're on the Mm -hmm. um, Chinese theater. It was right next to the DJ and the DJ was great. (laughs) He was so much fun. I thought he was fantastic. I don't know if they had the DJ the first night. Maybe I just didn't see anybody post about him. But the families that did have kids... The small kids were like up there dancing throughout the night. And he was there the entire night. And Mm -hmm. then one of my favorite things at Disney is just like one of those magical moments that I remember from when I was a kid. So when I see them, I get very excited when they do the water paintings on the sidewalk. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I just love standing there and watching them. So they were doing those throughout the night too. And it was really cute. Um, That's cool. So yeah, so we grabbed our spot for Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, and it started at 12.30 a.m. So that was the end of the party. Mm-hmm. One thing we kind of missed, but it was hard to time, is I love seeing all the projections on the Tower of Terror. We mm-hmm. only got to see, like, one of them. There's multiple. There was multiple of them. We were just never just standing there waiting for them to happen. So we didn't really get to see many of those. Mm-hmm. Um I wish we would have seen more of those. But for Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, we were on the left side of the stage looking at the theater. And they have fireworks and the projections pretty much 180 degrees in front of you. Mm -hmm. And so no matter where you were standing, you had a really good view. But Mm -hmm. it was so I love that show. I liked it that it was at the end of the night and that Mm -hmm. you had something to look forward to and it was not... Um, you were not going to miss it earlier or mm-hmm. there wasn't like multiple shows of it. So it wasn't distracting you from another mm-hmm. thing that you wanted to do. So I was glad that that was the last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, How were the crowds for that? Did, did you get a sense that a lot of people had kind of like already headed out or did people stick around for it? I, I didn't think there was that many people stuck around for it. I actually thought there was a lot of room around us. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like when you're at Magic Kingdom and you're packed in there and like you can't move. I do want to say, I feel like the crowds here were not as large as they are at some of the Mickey's not so scary Halloween parties or the very Merry Christmas parties. Okay. It may have been because this is the first year and the popularity and all mm-hmm. of that. It may have been because it was late and people had headed out and there's not as many families with small kids and stuff. 
But for the fireworks and stuff, I feel like we had a great spot. We're able to see people weren't pushing and shoving and all of that. It was fine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they really did take feedback from that first night and try to improve upon the experience. So it was a fun party. Would you like to provide your ultimate opinion? Yeah, I I thought the the fireworks show was fantastic. Like I would see that again. I love Mm -hmm. the projections. The storyline of it, everything was great. The party itself, I would personally go again just to see the changes that they would make. Like next year, I'd probably go or Mm -hmm. a year down the line. Since it is the first year, I'll give it some grace that they could probably do a lot of changes. The one biggest thing that I did not like at all was, you know, at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, Mm-hmm. You have your treat stops or like your cookie stops or like hot chocolate. Like those are, are a part of the party. Like you don't have to like extra pay for them uh-huh. at Jollywood nights. You had to pay extra for all the treats mm-hmm. and they were not just mm-hmm. pay a little bit here and there. They were expensive. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say it's, it's, there's an expensive side inside the expensive party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the drinks, and there was no like hot cocoa. And I know it's not like the one at Magic Kingdom, and it's totally different. Mm-hmm. But that's the only hangup that you're paying this up for a price that's uh, top tier. And you're also paying top tier for the stuff inside the party. Mm-hmm. But at the end, you do get these coasters that are free. Um, it's a coaster, honey. It's a coaster. <laughs> it's a coaster. Included. It's not, I I would love to have hot chocolate and cookies and like all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So it like, to me, it was, it was good party. I want to try it again just to see, but all in all, I, I wanted done. I did it. I would definitely go to very Mary's or Mickey's Christmas party at Magic Kingdom Mm -hmm. before I get this one. Yeah. I, and I, the food was very similar to Epcot's Festival of the Holidays. And I, and I say that in a positive way. Like there was a, uh, there was a variety of food, different cultures, which I think was fun. But once again, you had to pay a pretty penny for it. And I know Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party has some party exclusive treats you have to pay for, but right. not everything. Were there a party exclusive merchandise that you were able to get? One oh, t-shirt. Hold on, stand up. I gotta see it. Yeah. Well, it says the inaugural um, yeah. year, two thousand three. Okay. So we had to like get it. There is a line for it. I do mm-hmm. like the shirt. I do like how it looks. It is a nice looking shirt. I like it. I I I wear it at uh, Disney again. Um, it does say inaugural, so I really like that. I wish mm-hmm. if Disney is out there and they're hearing me right now, I wish they'd make a pin for Jollywood Nights. Yes, mm-hmm. or, yeah. or an ornament. Yeah, because <laughs> Very Merry's Chris. The, I get that wrong. Mickey's Very Merry <laughs> Christmas Party. I think, if I'm not mistaken, has a pin or an ornament mm-hmm. that and are they exclusive. Have they have mm-hmm. exclusives and they have a t-shirt, but I would like, as a person who does, does like the pins, mm-hmm. I would like to see that there's mm-hmm. more merchandise for 
I bet they'll have it next year. I, yeah, I think I it's just that. because it was the first year. Um, I, I have another question um, for this party. I know that there was sort of like an, they were encouraging people to kind of like almost do like a dapper days type thing, like yes. elevate what you were wearing. Um, so what did you all wear to the party? And did you see that the crowds were into the, the costumey like, Yes. fashion type element that was going it, on yes so uh, we opted for a bit more comfortable because it was still 80 degrees even mm-hmm. at like 10 p.m i tried to put on i have a i have a spirit jersey that's a sweatshirt material with the sequin mm-hmm. mickey mouse on it and had to take it off because i was sweating so mm-hmm. everybody else though what for the most part was very dapper. There was a ton of sequins and rhinestones and um some of these guys had these shoes on that actually oh, yeah. lit up red and green. And there was actually a lot of people who had the same shoes. It was wild. And we got to figure they out get these matching shoes. <laughs> no earthly idea. They were lit up and it was like, you know, as a kid where you had those light up shoes at the bottom where you stomp. They lit up red and green. Were they like tennis shoes? Yeah. So can you see these? Yes. Fiber optic tennis shoes from Amazon. They're like $45, but they. Okay. One guy had one shoe red and the other one green. Some people had all red. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. So people were dressed up to a T. A lot of people were. Dapper. So mm-hmm. it was a great add-on to the party that people mm-hmm. actually dressed apart mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really went all out. So like the crowd was just really like a good team player. They were there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we saw a lot of like the 50s swing dresses and like mm-hmm. cocktail dresses. A lot of guys in suits that mm-hmm. I was like, how are you bearing this heat? You're clearly from Florida. Um, <laughs> but it was... It was really fun to see everybody's outfits. There was also a ton of, it looked like mom's night out or girls trips where they mm-hmm. wore like sequin skirts and mm-hmm. their sequin kids. That was really cute. That's cool. So That's cool. It was fun. We we opted for comfort. So, All right. So at the end of the party, I, I remember we talked about the fact that there were only going to be bus options for people, but because you were staying at Boardwalk, you were able to walk back. So I assume that all of that was, was fine and you were able to make it out of the crowds. And That was fine. Um, we made it out. There were several people walking back as well. It wasn't a lot of people walking back, mm-hmm. but as we can see the buses the buses seemed like they were running smooth. Mm-hmm. There wasn't mm-hmm. a long line for them, mm-hmm. um, for the resorts. But for us walking back, it was very smooth getting back mm-hmm. to the resorts. I actually liked the walk. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. It was right yeah. 20 minutes. It's very easy. So. I like the walk because you kind of you go alongside the water. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so that was that was lovely. We got back and then took some pictures of our room and all of that and did a little room tour, which we'll post on our Instagram later. Also, I may have said this in the pre-trip recording. We always get put in a 
handicap accessible room. Oh, you do? You did not say that in the pre-trip. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. So on our DVC resort reservations, I have Mm -hmm. a claim that says, please do not put us in an accessible room. And part of it is, I mean, the majority is because we don't need it. Like I would rather it go to somebody Mm -hmm. who needs it. Um, but this was just a normal resort stay. So that note was not on there. If we were there for more than one night, I may have requested to be moved, but it Mm -hmm. was not that big of a deal. Um, but the bathroom was huge. And then the (laughs) walk-in shower is just, you can just roll into it with a wheelchair or something, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Um, but because it was a accessible room, it therefore had not been refurbished. So I was kind of sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to say, like, I, I agree with you. I, I don't want to be taking up an accessible room in case somebody else needs it. I would never, ever um, request one uh, specifically for that reason. But also, like, there's some things that are in an accessible room that are just not as as good if you don't need it. Like, for example, sometimes the sinks are very low to the ground and that sort of thing, which I mean, I'm short, so it doesn't really affect me that much. But I can imagine like if you're a taller person, that's not going to be as convenient. Well, even when, so I know we mentioned our Grand Floridian stay Mm -hmm. um, last Christmas. That was on DVC points. And that was before I knew I could put a note in my profile Mm -hmm. to not be placed in an accessible room. Mm -hmm. But Three girls and Corey, we got put in an accessible room. Similar layout of like big open bathroom, which is nice because it's large. Mm-hmm. But that we only had a single sink instead of a double sink. Mm, yeah. And things like that was like, well, this is not as fun. But it is what it is. We were only there for one night. Yeah. Um. So after that, we went to bed and then slept. Slept in. Court, well, I slept in. Corey went to go work out. Yeah, apparently then, Corey needs to work out. And what you said that was like 6 a.m. or something you worked out? Oh, 6 a.m. Okay, but, but let's do some math here. How much sleep did you get? Because <laughs> because the party ended at 12.30. You watched a show that started at 12.30. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing you got back to the room at like 1.15, 1.30? Yeah, yep. I probably got four hours of sleep. Oh, my yeah. word. Okay. Yeah, we took all of our pictures of our room at like one fifteen. So then by the time wow. we got in bed, it was probably one thirty. Wow. So, yeah, so we ended up, he got up and worked out, came back and woke me up. We packed our stuff and then Boardwalk has a really cute gingerbread house. So mm-hmm. we looked at it and then we made a stop at Carousel Coffee for some coffee and then got breakfast down there at the uh boardwalk deli mm-hmm. um sat out and ate breakfast on the boardwalk again for my gluten-free people they have the most delicious gluten-free bagel egg sandwich with bacon and cheese and all that on it it was delicious Very um, good to know okay so we did that and just enjoyed the ambiance for a while and then we moseyed on to epcot I just love being able to walk in the back entrance of that Mm -hmm. pot. It's so wonderful. I know. Um, I love it. It makes you feel like you're like a little bit of a VIP sneaking in the entrance. (laughs) 
I love it. So we went to do one of the first things we went to go do actually was the journey of water with the yes. water. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not have an agenda for Epcot. So we literally just kind of moseyed around. Um, but we did journey of water. That is the first time we have seen it in person. Mm-hmm. That is the cutest, most adorable addition to Epcot. I love it. They needed that for kids purposes, for mm-hmm. like just interactive purposes as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. I mean, we had fun and it was just mm-hmm. us. And then I had fun watching the other little kids. There's the part where you walk through the wall of water and it opens uh-huh. for you. Uh-huh. And this little girl in her cute little Cinderella dress was like running back and forth. And the mom was like, no, honey, you need to go through. Well, there's other people. I was like, I'm having fun watching her. It really is okay. And she was running back and forth and she was like, you need to go slower. You're going to get wet. And she ended up getting soaked, but it was oh. so cute. But there's a dry path too if you don't want to mm-hmm. get wet. So which you don't really get wet because you'll walk through it, and the mm-hmm. water will stop mm-hmm. as you. There's a camera that shows you walking through, and the water will stop and let you through, and then mm-hmm. the water will go again. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm like, really looking forward to seeing this myself. So like as you're in it, you got all these interactive spots, mm-hmm. and you'll see these cameras. They're not obvious because they're in these little like they're uh, hidden in all the coconuts. All these coconuts. Okay. But you can <laughs> you can kind of see it. So the cameras kind of visualize you and and will um interact with the water as mm-hmm. you interact with it as well. My favorite part is almost at the end mm-hmm. where you'll stand, Robert says to stand like there's like these little footprints, and then you'll raise your arms up uh-huh. and like this gush of water will come up. But if you get everybody to do it at once, uh-huh. it's everybody's massive gush of water. It looks like a um, like Splash Mountain when yeah. it came down and uh-huh. water just go everywhere. That's kind of what it felt like. And it was awesome. It was also very educational, which I love an educational moment at Disney. Mm-hmm. And there was all of these little things telling you about either A, how they are reducing, reusing, and recycling the water. So mm-hmm say like oh we're not wasting water but also it walks you through the life cycle of water and mm-hmm. it goes through the different forms of water and so it it really was educational so I thought it was mm-hmm. pretty cool and then we saw what's her name at the end oh the heart of Tafiti oh yeah, yeah we saw her and that was that was Pretty amazing just to see her take mm-hmm. a, a photo she's, op with it. Yeah, she's so pretty. Yeah. yeah. We did not go back at nighttime, but at nighttime, it's kind of iridescent, similar mm-hmm. to how Pandora is. And so yeah. it is really pretty, but we did not make it back over. Um, so after that, we had bought a... Before that, we went <laughs> to Soren oh, yeah. to see... Um, Soaring over California, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which I have never seen. And usually it's um, soaring around the world or mm-hmm. soaring around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, soaring around the world. And they brought soaring over California over here mm-hmm. for the 100th. And I absolutely love the soaring over California. I love soaring around the world, but soaring over California was 
Fantastic. Have you done Soaring Over California? I don't think I have. It is, it is so cool because they actually, so the hang glider mm-hmm. mechanism there at Soaring, they have changed it. So it is a different ride. You get different scents. So it is like a whole mm-hmm. new attraction. Okay. But we actually used our fast pass from the night before because there was like a 55 minute wait. And okay. so we used our fast pass. Do you know how long, I because I, I don't think they've said how long Soarin' Over California will be playing. They have not. I think it will be through the end of the hundredth is kind of the rumor I've heard. Okay. But, you know, we haven't really heard an end time for it either. Um, but I loved getting to do Soarin' Over California. Um, so then after that, we were at Guardians of yes. the Galaxy. So we bought an individual lightning lane. Mm-hmm. I know they have the virtual queue. I don't have the patience to wait in that line. <laughs> what song did you get? We got Conga. Conga. Yes. We got right. Conga. And it was, it was one of our favorite songs that yeah. they played mm-hmm. there. Also, did you hear they're not bringing back the holiday uh overlay this year i i did not hear that i was wondering because i am doing a little sneaky little trip down uh in about a month well no three weeks in three weeks i'm going down for a little a girls weekend and i was like i wonder if i'm gonna hear the holiday songs but i have to say i was not really excited about the holiday song that they had before because it was like an original song and i'm of a very strong opinion that the songs that you hear on guardian should all be like hits so i was like it needs to be like um you know I what's the Mariah Carey Christmas song yeah. or like Mama Christmas Got Run song. Over by a Reindeer. Like I want to hear like Christmas hits. <laughs> so, all right. So that's not going to be there, which is fine, which is fine. But I, I was looking forward to something a little different. Okay. Yeah. So then after that, um, we went over to Mexico mm-hmm. and went to La Cava de Tequila. Which is a must. Mm-hmm. Never likes margaritas. Uh huh. And are much. you an avocado margarita fan? We actually have not had that yet. <gasps> I you guys, know. you have to. You have to. It is so good. I mean, they, they made a T-shirt it. for it. It's so good. They tried to get us to to do it, but mm-hmm. I was set on getting Black Magic, the um, mm-hmm. the Neil Patrick Harris drink, mm-hmm. which. I actually liked. Yeah. Okay. A lot. So the we have wanted to go here for a long time. Every time we go, the line is too long, and we mm-hmm. or we just skip it. The when we went in August and took our friends to Disney, we ended up stopping by with them, and mm-hmm. so Corey got the El Diablo, the spicy one. Yeah. Which I don't like spicy, so I got the cucumber one and loved it. So yes, this, that one is very good too. Yeah. So this time we got Black Magic. So it was blackberry margarita with mezcal hibiscus infused rum, um, Leger black currant liqueur lime and mint, and it was very mm-hmm. refreshing. We mm-hmm. loved it. Um, Next time I will get the avocado. Yes. You gotta get it. It's my favorite. I I keep trying other things just to try other things, and then my husband every single time gets the avocado, and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I had the avocado too. <laughs> 
so what good. Is it sweet? What is it like? It tastes like okay, like a normal type margarita type flavor, like a sweet and sour type flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the it's really like the texture of the margarita, like it becomes more creamy um, because of that avocado, but it, it's so good. It's really good. It's very refreshing. Highly recommend getting the avocado margarita and then grabbing yourself some queso fundido. Oh, love oh. queso fundido. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to try it. I actually don't love avocado, which I think is You know what? It's, it's such a, like, it doesn't taste like avocado per se. It just makes it like right. a creamier taste. So I, I would I would say that somebody who doesn't like avocado could still very, very likely like this margarita. Okay. We're gonna try it. All right, Next we're trip. Try. Um so after that we just did a little circle around the world. Um mm-hmm. we ended up not we didn't really do any food going around. This was actually the first day that the food and wine was shut down. So Saturday was the last Mm -mm. day. So there were no festival booths open except for like three, which were going to be open year round. So we went to lay, I can't say it the French way, but yeah, they patisserie. Yeah. I'm going to let you say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not hard. It's not hard. Lesal. 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 There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we always get the raspberry macaroon with the lime curd in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lemon. Oh, maybe it's lemon. Have you ever mm-hmm. had it? Yeah, it's got the little raspberries around the side. Yeah, so good. You know what I haven't had that I have on my bucket list is to get the – so I've had the um, the brioche ice cream sandwich, mm-hmm. but I have yeah. not gotten the macaroon – no, sorry, oh. macaron. It's a macaron. Macaroon is the coconut thing. Um, a macaron ice cream sandwich that they do there. And so that's on my list. Have you had it? It is so good. The mm. thing about them is they switch out the flavors for the holidays or like oh, the okay. different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so one year I had a lavender macaron with the lemon sorbet mm-hmm. or lemon gelato, I guess it was in the middle. It was uh-huh. phenomenal. Yeah. And then I had a peppermint one one year. Mm-hmm. And then I had chocolate. I love mm-hmm. all of them. And sometimes yeah. it's just the macarons that are flavored and then they just do vanilla in the middle. Yeah. Equally, it's just. Okay. All right. Yeah. But the, but the macaron, just the pure macaron sandwich cookie type thing that you get in there. It is. It's so good. It's really yeah. good. It is delicious. So after that, we went to. Went to Riviera. We went on the Skyliner. <laughs> you had to go home. <laughs> had to go home. And we had to eat what? We had to eat a chicken sandwich. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's like, do you want to share? I said, no. <laughs> so we had a chicken sandwich there in Primo Piatto. And then we went up to the gift shop and got a couple pins. Okay. Corey loves pins. We do not mm-hmm. pin trade. We just have tons of cork boards that are... Mm-hmm. We put them on mm-hmm. this year. First of all, the ornaments that have the gingerbread houses have the cute little gingerbread houses with the little gingerbread man that hangs down. So those mm-hmm. are cute little ornaments that they have this year. And then most of the resorts, I can't say if all of them do, cause I don't know if like all star and those have them, mm-hmm. but boardwalk had them. Um, 
I know all the deluxe resorts have them. Each resort has a stocking ornament yes. and it has one of the characters in the top and they are mm-hmm. precious. So like Riviera is tangled. So it has the little chameleon. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah I just saw these, this pin collection, uh, probably within the past week and I got so excited cause I was like, I have yeah. to get one. <laughs> Yes, so super cute. So then after that, we made the trek over to Magic Kingdom um, Mm -hmm. because we weren't going to ride any rides. We really just wanted to go see the tree. And it's Mm -hmm. not Christmas if you don't get to see the tree at Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So we went to see that. um, And we actually ended up catching the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Uh-huh. And we ended up watching it back there in Liberty Square area. Which that, that parade never gets old. No, that's what I was going to say. And we're not, I wouldn't say we're parade people. Like I do not specifically take time out of my day to go watch the parade mm-hmm. normally. Yeah. But then every time I see it, I end up crying and I'm full of so much joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't go, I, I know a lot of people will sit around and wait for a parade. I don't go out of my way to be there at the right time for a parade to start. But if one happens to be going by, I will stop and watch it for five minutes or so because it comes past multiple times. So you can you can catch like different parts of it throughout the day oh. usually. Yeah, so we did that. I ended up seeing some clients of mine over. Um, oh, fun. Front- Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which was so fun. How were they doing? Were they were they handling all of your instructions well? They were. They were so cute. They she um, cried as soon as she came out. She was like, I said I wasn't gonna cry when I met you, and here I am crying. And I was like, Well, you're making me cry. I was like, Wait, why (laughs) are you crying? And she was like, I'm just so excited to meet you, and I'm so thankful. And it was just like one of those moments where I was like, This is why I love what I do. And it was their first park day. And it was funny because her husband is very reserved, very introverted, Mm -hmm. very quiet. And I was like, are you having a good time? He was like, yeah, this is like the best day ever. And they had just gone to do story time with Belle. Uh And he got chosen as one of the characters. (laughs) And she was like, he was miserable, but it was like one of the highlights of the trip. Um, Was this your very first trip to Disney ever? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so much fun. I that's, that's amazing that you got to run into them and like, you know, touch base during their trip. So, oh, so cool. That was so fun. Um, and then we just moseyed along Main Street. And then it is not a trip to Disney for me unless I get a Mickey's Rice Krispie. Mm-hmm. And so I got a Rice Krispie, which is actually still in our kitchen because I'm putting off eating it because that means it'll be gone. Corey got <laughs> gingerbread cookie. Uh-huh. He ate it right before we jumped on here with you. Um, <laughs> and then I also, because you know how you can mobile order for the confectionery? Mm-hmm. I always do that because that line stresses me out where you have to order and then you yeah. go get in line. It's just a lot going on. They actually just added where you can order the popcorn now in mobile order, which you oh, can the build your own popcorn where you get to pick your yes. toppings. Oh, that's have really you, cool. Yes. Have you done that? I have not. I've seen lots of people do it and I, I can it's never. Worth it. Okay. All right. It seems like my- every time I'm over there, I'm just like, oh, I don't need a big popcorn. I'm going to about to go do something else. And so I just never get it. But so 
the first time we got it was when they started doing the um, Hitchhiking Ghost Doom Buggy one for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had to give them the secret word. And that's when they did it back in June since it was halfway to Halloween. Or May mm-hmm. since it was halfway to Halloween and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, then after that, the line was always too long. But then we discovered it is the perfect plain snack. Because you can just use it, as, like put it in your carry-on. That's a fantastic idea and I'm really upset I didn't think of it (laughs) well and they put a lid on it and all that so it travels so this one was this red and green popcorn and I will say popcorn is probably one of my favorite snacks but this Mm -hmm. one's red and green popcorn with red and green Mm M&M's crushed candy cane marshmallows and then dark chocolate and white chocolate drizzle and there's like layers of it and so then it hardens up uh-huh. It is the best snack. <laughs> oh, it is so, so good. good. So we, did you manage you know, to, to take it, save it for the plane, or did you start eating it oh, right We away? saved it for the plane, and okay. also we saved it until yesterday. Yeah, we finished it last night. So it actually wow. lasts for a while, too. So we love it. Um, okay, this is where things get really interesting for the rest of the evening. So we get out of Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. First of all, can't get out of Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom, this was at, so you know, the party guests can get in at 4 p.m., but the park Uh closes at 6 p.m. I don't know why I didn't think about that before we left out of there. Mm -hmm. We should have changed up the plan a little bit, but we failed at doing that. So what happened is we walked out at 4 p.m. and got stuck in the largest crowd of people I think I have personally ever seen at Disney. Like, I don't know if you can see this. This is all the people. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is a sea of people. Yes. So that is right before you get to the ferry exit. Uh We did not get to the buses because the people getting off the ferry and off the buses were all going into the party. Oh, wow. So there was just a huge blockade. So we were stuck for a solid 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I will say I have like anxiety when it comes to a bunch of people being crammed into one spot. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't go backwards and get to the monorail because there was also a, a sea of people behind us. So I asked him, I was like, can we just run to the ferry? And he was like, I think the bu- like we can get to the bus here in a minute. And I was like, no, no, I cannot handle this. So we ran to the ferry and I ordered an, I ordered a lift from ticket and transit or the ticket and transportation center. So from ticket and transportation center back to boardwalk. So by the time we did that, we got back to boardwalk around like 445, Mm -hmm. but it was the biggest sea of people. It was insane. So Mm -hmm. Do not try to leave Magic Kingdom at 4 p.m. is my <laughs> advice on that. Um, so after that, we were just going to kill some time at Boardwalk before we needed to he- head to the airport. Mm-hmm. Our flight was at 9.30 p.m. So we went to um, Abercadab Bar, which we had never been to. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? I have not. I have not. Phenomenal. Highly I go back there every single time. It was so good. It was 
We also had the best waitress, so she told us about all the hidden things in the wallpaper. Mm -hmm. So if it is not busy, and if your waitress or waiter has time to tell you all the secrets. There's a story behind everything. In yes, mm -hmm. it is. There's also tons of hidden Disney memorabilia items, mm -hmm. too, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. So we enjoyed Abracadabra. We didn't get food, um, but we got the parlor trick, which was uh, Four Roses bourbon, simple syrup, and bitters. And what was the other one we got? Do you remember? Mm-mm. Oh, Magic Mirror, I think. So we got the Parlor Trick and the Magic Mirror. Yeah. And Magic Mirror had... Bacardi rum, soda water, honey mango syrup, Sprite, and lime juice. Mm. They were both like very well done, delicious cocktails. But they they all have a magic theme to them, which was cute. Yeah. So we did that. And then we enjoyed the boardwalk. And we went to Big River Grill for the first time. Mm -hmm. Big River... Brewing company. Brewing company. Mm-hmm. We split a salad and split nachos. Phenomenal. It was so good. Um, and then we made our way back to um, Bellevue Lounge to hang out for a little bit before we needed to grab our flight. Well, this is where it got really wonky. So we went to... Bellevue Lounge and Corey got an alert that our flight was delayed until twelve thirty. Yeah, twelve thirty a.m. Yes, so delayed three hours. Corey's first shift was Monday morning, right at seven thirty a.m. So we ended up buying a Spirit flight for him, which was like three hundred dollars. So we grabbed our stuff, went to the airport. Mm -hmm. Um. He ended up, it wouldn't assign him a seat because all they had left with was excess seats. So it worked out great for him. So what time did you actually get on a flight, Corey? About 9.50. Yes. Okay. So not too bad. So you were able to get home in enough time to yeah. catch some sleep. So, okay. Yeah. So he got his flight. My flight got delayed till 1 a.m. It was originally 1.30. No, it was originally 12.30 a.m. And then got oh. delayed till 1 a.m. Wow. So it was, yeah. So I sent him on his way. He Ubered home once he got to Charlotte. And mm -hmm. then I took his car home. Um, But yes, yeah, so it was delayed. So by, you went to the airport with him. So you were hanging out at the airport for a good long while. Oh, yes. I had, <laughs> we got there at... We got there at 7.30. Yeah, it's 7.30. And yeah, I hung out until 1 a.m. <laughs> I got a lot of work done. <laughs> I had like okay. five hours of work time. Mm -hmm. um, and then went to work the next day. But it is what it is. It's what you get when you are relying on flights, which is one of the reasons I love driving. I'm in control. But mm -hmm. Flying can be more convenient. But all in all, I would still do a 24 to 36 hour trip. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, why not? When you're that close, it's it's sort of uh, too a little too easy, especially if you yeah. have annual passes and things like that. Well, that was 
an amazing 36 or however many hours it was. Um, You all got a lot in. You visited three parks. You went to a party. You ate and drank your way across the Walt Disney World (laughs) Resort. (laughs) That's our goal almost every time. Yeah. It sounds like you had a ton of fun. And, um, you know, I have really enjoyed hearing all about it from you and connecting with you on the Hendersonville uh, upbringing. Um, So I hope that, well, I I shouldn't say I hope that we'll talk again because I know we are because we have already planned to talk because you guys have a trip to Disney's Hilton Head Resort coming up. So um, so listeners, get excited. You're going to hear more from Miranda and Corey to come. And um, thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. All right, we'll see you real soon. Thank you to Miranda and Corey for joining me, and I hope all you listeners will tune in again to hear all about their trip to Disney's Hilton Head Resort. That should be out sometime in January. If you are interested in being a Trip Report guest, please reach out to me using the link in the show notes. I am currently looking for people whose trips are in March and beyond. No experience is required. Just be excited to talk about your trip. And I'd especially love to talk to someone who is planning a first trip or might be heading to Universal or any other magical theme parks around the world. And now in this season of giving, I'd like to share my holiday wish list with you. My wish is that you will rate and review the podcast, that you'll interact with me over on Instagram, and that you will click the share button in your podcast app and send it to at least one friend who you think would love it. These are all the ways that you can give back to the show so that hopefully I can continue to grow and reach new people. And the best thing is all of those ways of giving to the show are free for you, just like the show. With that, I hope that everyone has a wonderful week. If you are celebrating Hanukkah in your house, I wish you a happy Hanukkah. If you are looking forward to Christmas, I hope you aren't too stressed with your to-do list. And if you celebrate both like we do in my house, I wish you luck. (laughs) But most of all, I just hope you will keep daydreaming about where you long to be. 